Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. If you wondered what the interest rate rise, how it would impact on commercial property, but most importantly, what is the flow-on effect? How would it affect rents? How would it affect how people will respond putting up rents? How, whether your tenant is going to survive? And how you, as a commercial property landlord, should be behaving or should be doing moving forward to protect your asset you want to listen to this podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to walk you through what I think is going to happen, how the flow on effect is going to affect you, and what you can do to help your tenant to survive and also thrive. And on top of that, how and what kind of assets you should be looking for for value so it becomes long-term value for when you invest in commercial property, something that is sustainable moving forward. So join me in this podcast and let me share with you what happens when property goes up or goes down due to interest rate rises and what happens going forward as we encounter more interest rate rises. This is the flow on effect of commercial. You might be wondering with the interest rate going up, what's the on flowing effect of that to commercial property? A lot of people are asking that question of, should I sit out for six months? Should I wait another 12 months to see how things work? What's going to happen in the commercial property space? Am I going to get better returns? Should I go back to the vendor and now say the interest rate's gone up, so you should give me more yield, more returns? Well, number one, your vendor is not responsible for the RBA putting up the interest rate, so therefore... Uh, they're not going to renegotiate the the rate for you. Number two is that we're still in a seller's market in the commercial space. And with the interest rate going up, what's going to happen is going to push more residential purchases into the commercial space, which means that your yield, which now at the moment might be sitting between five to five and a half percent in metro, like in an area in Brisbane or somewhere in Perth or um, Fringe Melbourne and Sydney, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse, which means that you could potentially see a five and a half percent property going towards five to 4.75 to even four and a half within a 12 to 24 month period. And because of that, you need to get in now to buy commercial property. And that's really important, right? So if you want to book in for a calendar uh, and a strategy call, link is below, book in with one of us. But that aside, how does the on-flowing effect works for commercial property? Well, number one, what happens when interest rate goes up? is that it creates stress for the average mortgage holder in the residential space. So if you're a residential investor in your own personal home, uh, it goes up, you know, for every, you know, hundred, for every 500,000 that you have borrowed, it's probably going to work out at the moment, an extra $25 a week, something like that, right? Could be more, could be less, it could be wrong. You know, I'm just, this is just rough figures, right? So by the time we get to a one, a 1% increase from what it currently is to, to to the future, it could be somewhere around $50 a week to $75 a week, right? So that translates to a couple of hundred dollars a month. So somewhere between $200 to $300 a month when we're sitting, you know, 1% point above. So what does that mean for the average mortgage holder who is on a fixed salary? So your average fixed salary is probably somewhere between 80 to 100 grand a year potentially more, but 
after tax, they're not bringing home a huge amount. And they've got, you know, kids, they've got mortgage, they've got, they probably have some kind of other investments they have to support, their car payments, extracurricular activities, holidays they're trying to book, and as well as just your normal living expenses. So as a result of that, what will happen is that they'll start to cut back on some of these extracurricular activities. They'll start cutting back on eating out. They'll start cutting back on potentially the type of food they're going to shop in supermarkets and buy and also the things that they're going to get for their kids. So they might buy one less handbag, they might go shopping in retail less, they might be looking for a cheaper alternatives. So potentially they, if they love to go to their favorite restaurant Friday night and some other night during the week and get a takeout, they potentially might go, okay, we're well, going to go out for dinner or we're going to scrap going out for dinner now, we're just going to get takeout and take and also another, you know, t- takeout twice a week instead of going out for dinner, right? Or alternatively, they might have three extra creativity for their kids. They might drop it down to two. So they have one and they might potentially save themselves. That literally will save themselves that $40 by cutting out one curricular uh, activity, right? Take it from me. That's one art class for my son, right? So they literally, if they cut that out, then they've found that money to be able to pay the mortgage and they don't have to change everything else. So they just keep the kid at home. They can watch some TV. They'll do, they might yeah, do some homeschooling and and they might take them and put them into after school care and that might solve the problem, right? So what will on flow to you, to your tenants as a commercial landlord is that your tenants are potentially not able to pay a higher level of rent because they're not getting the sales. So all of a sudden, if they're seeing sales diminish and so so someone could be getting one less cup of coffee a, a week, Right, so that adds up five dollars for a cup of coffee over a month. That's somewhere between twenty to twenty-five dollars, depending on how many weeks are in a month. Right, so that can go towards a mortgage repayment. Right, uh, they could take pack lunches one or two days a week, and again, that goes towards mortgage repayment. There's numerous ways people can cut back, and that that can help them make their mortgage repayments. But the offload effects for you as a landlord for a commercial property is that you're not going to be able to put out the same rent. The flip side of that, unfortunately, is that the the value of the property continues to go up. So even if the rent stays stagnant, the value continues to go up, the yield continues to compress because there's more buyers in the market and there is less supply, more demand. So you don't get that equality or equilibrium. So you're still going to end up paying that same price or higher, but the rent hasn't gone up. And you might see that the CPI is 6% in Brisbane. You might see CPI is about 7.5 or more in Perth, and it's you know, over 4 in, in Sydney and Melbourne. But in reality, being able to pass that on to your tenant consistently over a period of time is going to be hard. This time, if, what does that mean to your tenant, right? A, a 7% or a 6% of a CPI increase on an average rental outside of say $60,000 a year is somewhere around an extra $300 a month in rent, right? And that is a huge amount of money for the average tenant because $300 a week, that's directly out of their profits, right? So they're earning less profits. If they're bringing home less profits and they won't be able to afford their mortgage, if they're not having enough people coming through the door, they're not making enough sales. So it's just continuously on-flowing effects. So the on-flowing effect is that you might now be able to put up rent, but not at 6%. You might be able to put up rent at 3%, which is more realistic, right? Your tenant can afford $150 a week, uh, a month more than 300 Right? So it's about you coming to an equitable position, right? And we've just come out of two years of downward pressure on rent. And unfortunately, with 
the interest rate going up, that downward pressure on rent is going to continue. So that is the bad news. It is going to continue. And because tenants are going to be very, very cautious that they're going to make sure they have enough sales before they sign longer leases. So you're going to find that there's even more scarcity of longer leases in the market. Most tenants will sign a one to two year lease. You're going to find that three year lease becomes what people now call it long leases, where in the past it was, you know, a standard lease and five year leases becoming, you know, a really long lease, you know, a phenomenally long lease, very secure asset. And that's where people are going to be paying a premium for. So that's what the on-flowing effect of interest rate rises to commercial rents going to be. Now, that's not going to affect the value because the value will go up because more demand, right? So when, so as an investor, what does that mean to you? And how is that going to translate to you going to investment? Should you be sitting out for six months, 12 months, 24 months? Should you be looking at alternatives? Well, the biggest thing to go forward to remember is if you don't do it now, you have to accept a lower return in the future. So you better do it now. You better buy commercial property now, this year. Right, because next year is going to be worse. Is it going to bounce back? It probably will bounce back, but it will not bounce back as, as hard as people think because there's all that demand is coming into the market more and more into the commercial space. The other thing to think about is that you might find that the best way to actually get ahead in the commercial space is to find and be able to be in a position where you can pick up properties that have lower rents that is going to be sold that potentially looks like a lower yield, right? A lower rent sold on a 5% yield where the market might be 6%. And in the future, you can actually have the ability to change that property. So the property versatility becomes more important. So even if you have a tenant that's underperforming inside, that actually will help you secure that property at a good value rather than competing with everyone else looking for the five-year lease tenant. Securing a property with good value is more important going forward than the lease terms. Yes, the tenant is important in commercial property. Yes, three years, five years, seven, ten years is important. And you will get that kind of tenant. But you are now going to be faced with paying even more of a premium than you did in the past. So perhaps to think counterintuitively is to think that you could find a property that is not loved or find a property that has the tenant paying really low rent and then being able to maybe put the tenant into one part of the property and then rent out the other part or changing the nature of the property. So if the property is a straight, you know, freestanding office space, maybe you can add disability access to it. Maybe if you've got a property that has, um, that's a warehouse, could you do, you know, could put some of your shipping containers at the back to get some more extra rent, right? So you would be better off to find those extra rents than to pay for it, right? So don't compete with the rest of the crowd because that's not going to do you any better. Go your own pathway, which is what Unicorn Commercial is really great at. That is building out your unique pathway and, and making sure that you achieve that result. So if you can firstly find it mindset-wise that you can deal with properties that are less perfect, then you are going to come a long, long way in, find, in finding and getting ahead of the market. So finding a property that is less perfect, getting a property that is potentially not in the best area so you know it doesn't have to be prime location you could be a few streets back as long as you can get it's versatile right 
make sure that you really get value for the property that it can be retenanted easily uh, you can put new tenants in or change the layout of that property so a dual tenancy is really great or a property that you can dual tenant or split up into two as well so those things are, are, are a good option now also the one other thing to think about in terms of the rents is potentially if you wanted to keep your rents high is to give your tenant incentives to build in the incentives yes you know if you said look i want you to pay sixty thousand dollars in rent i'm going to give you an extra um you know the rent increase is six percent because of you know brisbane market or seven percent because you're in perth your tenant might go, oh, you know, I can't really afford that. One of the options is to actually add in the rental incentive is to say, hey, you know, maybe I'll give you a month off rent, you know, a month rent free, but then the rest you pay the higher amount. What that will do is continue to keep the value of your property up and your rent base level up, but that one month sort of compensates for it. And that might help with your tenant negotiations, but also help you to keep you know, the value of your property up in this current market as well. Again, we're always on the search for value alternative strategies and how to combat what's currently happening one last point going up if you can rather than going down is easier to find the returns so if you can buy one and a half rather than one or if you one and a half and rather split it up into two six hundreds then buy the one and a half right if you do desperately need to grow and you need to have only this amount of, of deposit and you really struggle to find another we split it up and you know and help you with that but if you can go up a bracket up a tier you are going to do better you are going to do better you're going to find better stock and you're going to have hugely better returns okay so make sure you think about all those things the main thing is if you are already a commercial landlord don't push your tenant too hard the thing is the tenant's already under a lot of stress it has been a renter's market for for a while and we've had a little bit of a breather now and some of the rents have corrected but unfortunately going forward you're going to see that downward pressure on rent again going forward probably in the next 18 or 24 months again which is not good news but it means that you're still going to get cash flow in your pocket that the good thing is maintain that relationship with your tenant make sure that you you know what your baseline is what you can accept and also when you negotiate with the tenant you've got to make sure it's a win-win situation because you don't want them to go bust right if you go bust the next lot of tenants coming in is going to negotiate even harder and that's what you don't want so keep your tenants find a happy medium where both of you are a little bit unhappy but both of you are a little bit happy and you can still reap cash flow from commercial property so again if you need us to help you out, check us out, hellatarrant.com or unicorn.com.au. Links below. If you need to book in for a strategy session, again, put the link, uh, click the link and let us help you build out your commercial property portfolio with you. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.